welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch fat diets, build their strength and fitness and improve their habits so that they can look and feel their best. And we do this all without having to give up the food or the life that they love. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to rate, review and share it with anyone else who you think that it could help. And if you'd like me to help you reach your fat loss goals, then make sure to get in touch so that we can see if we're a good fit to work together. I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hello, welcome back. So we are here for another community check-in. Thank you all for, for uh, filling in your check-in forms. Girls, if you are on the Ignite 6 programme this week, you will get a one-to-one check-in with me. So your answers and responses won't be included in this one. That doesn't mean don't listen to this because I think you're going to find some helpful information within this. This is the bonus of having a group program is that you get to learn from one another as well. Um, and if you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to get involved and be in part of the community, then get in touch on Instagram. You will find the link in the show notes. Okay, so let's get cracking with the wins. You know what? We didn't get that many check-ins today. And I don't really know why, because it's not been like a special week or anything. I don't know. Didn't get that many. Just got about maybe 15 or so. Um, should have much more. So if you listen to this and you are slacking on the check-ins, get back on it. <laughs> I feel like this time of year is I am hearing a lot. Oh, it's winter. Oh, it's dark. Oh, I've just got no motivation. What we have to remember is like our health and our fitness, it does not have an end date, okay? Yes, your goals for a holiday or your goals for your wedding, that might have an end date. But if you are doing this for the right reasons, that is to feel good, look good, for good, and to try and avoid and escape that yo-yo cycle, then you need to put the work in year round. Um. I had this conversation. We speak about this a lot more on the podcast that's coming out on Thursday with the Lift and Glow coaches. So make sure you tune into that because it is a really good one. Um, it'll be out on Thursday morning. We were speaking about this because one of the clients was saying that they are struggling with um rotation in winter. But imagine saying you're not going to go to work because it's because it's winter. Imagine saying you're not going to brush your teeth because it's winter. Imagine saying you're not going to do anything like go to your friend's birthday because it's in winter it makes no sense like we have to do the shit we need to do each week I think that your workouts your walks your food has to be part of your life has to be a regular part of your life if you want to get if you want to make get real results and if you want to feel good you have to put the work in consistently you can't just show up for part of the year you can't just give in to motivation. We know that motivation is not going to be there year round. We know that it's harder. It can feel harder when it's cold, when it's dark, when it's raining. But that's not an excuse. It's just a, oh, fucking hell, it's raining. It's not a reason to eat shit. It's not a reason to not do your workout. So be relentlessly like consistent with what you're doing. And the best way to do that is to make this stuff routine. Same time each day, you go for a walk, rain or shine. Same days each week, you go to the gym because that's your time. Um, eating at the same time each each day, you know, having a similar meals each day. Don't make it an option. Like it being active needs to be a non-negotiable. If you want to be healthy, if you want to be strong, if you want to be fit, if you want to feel good, if you want to look good, you have to be active. There's no getting around it. And you can't just stop and start and expect to feel good. You can either get to January and feel frustrated 
<clears throat> or you can get to January and feel really proud of yourself that you carried on chipping away and showing up. So if you're listening to this and you've lost the plot, you fell off track, whatever you want to call it, then this is your sign to just get the fuck back on and stop giving in to stupid shit excuses. We live in England. It gets cold. There's people in Iceland. There's people all over the world in colder countries that have to show up for their health, okay? You need to as well. Think about the future you. Think about what they want. Think about the you in January. You're either going to be frustrated that you dropped it all and you ended up back at square one, or you're going to be proud that you kept showing up for yourself when a lot of people couldn't. Let me have a drink because I'm nearly choking. So, wins. We'll start with Robin because Robin um, has a big win. She did an ab sale for charity. So, well done. Congratulations. Um, I saw the videos on Instagram. Um, so yeah, well done. Very, very proud of you. She also got three workouts in and two runs. Chrissy um, has been getting much more sleep. She said she's had on average seven hours and 45 minutes sleep. Um, she hasn't been waking up at four in the morning anymore. And she thinks that this is because she has stopped setting herself an alarm. She doesn't need an alarm in the morning. She wakes up early anyway. She says the latest she's woken up at 6.15. So this is affecting that she's not getting up at five and getting loads of stuff done. Um, but I would say you could probably still get the stuff done. You might just have to reshuffle your day. So, you know, you might want to let yourself sleep, but then every day when it gets to 12 o'clock, when your son's in school and your husband's in work, you might be like, right, this is the day that I'm going to get, this is the time that I'm going to get the shit done. I always have a break. Like when you work from home, it's important to have like breaks. So it's important to have gaps. So I'll have a little break where I'll put a wash on. I'll have a little break where I'll prep some food. I'll have a little break where I'll have a little tidy round. Um, and in between all that is work and focus. And I feel like I'm much more focused when I have those little breaks. Um, so just reshuffle your day. Instead of getting shit done at 5 a.m., move it along, move it along to a different time of day. It might be that you say that you are absolutely going to finish work at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Because if you're starting early, you know, freedom to do that might want to finish at 3 p.m or 4 p.m and then you have an hour where you do a little psycho tidy or a psycho clean and then you get your shit done so just move your day around a little bit just a bit of a change in routine she also got five lift and glow gym workouts in as well as a boxing class she says that that's six training sessions but she's feeling so much better for lots of sleep as well as 90k steps so a really active week for chrissy well done Claire said she got con stayed consistent even while she was on a period. She said she may have gone over on calories here or there, but she didn't restrict herself on other days and just kept up with her steps and sleep. Amazing. This is a thing that I'm trying to kind of train out of all of you. Um, because I used to be in this mindset that if I went over my calories by 200, the whole week was fucked and ruined it. Like it was this perfectionist kind of mindset. If it couldn't be perfect, there was no point at all. Um, and I know a lot of you were stuck in that and almost every new client that I get... Um, they fall into that at some point. Oh, well, this day went wrong and that meant that that day went wrong and then the rest of the week was a write-off. So I thought I'd start again on Monday. That thinking and is just so backwards when we really think about it logically. We're like, that's like popping your tire and then going around, getting a knife and popping the other three just because, you know, you popped one, so you may as well pay for the other three as well. Makes no fucking sense, right? We just take the blips for what they are, minor blips. You go over a little bit. Okay, next day, don't, Okay. I think like, and one of the things that people have said to me in the past is that I have like a much calmer, less like 
high pressured approach to diet and like some other coaches who you work with like you absolutely have to do this and you absolutely must do this and if you don't hit 12k steps then you're an absolute knobhead it's just not my way like use all a busy women and I know from from experience of the way I do things I'm not perfect I can't be perfect um, and I don't want to be like I want to be able to, I want Fran to go to me, do you want to go for tea tonight? And for me to go to, for tea, I want Fran to bring me home a bar of chocolate and me not feel guilty for eating it. Like stuff, you, life needs living. And I think that like, let's not focus on those moments where we do, you know, eat a little bit more or struggle a little bit more and focus on like, right, what, what can we do then? What can we do? Like not to make up for it, but like, what can we do to just continue to show up for our goals? So for example, it's it lunchtime and your mate was having a hard day. So you shared the bottle of wine with her. Okay. That doesn't mean you need to go home and eat a chippy. It just means that you can still go home and eat a nutritious meal and have some fruit as well and drink loads of water to rehydrate. You, you, your day is not ruined. Like you don't have to act on those blips. They do not need to be the end of the week. They do not need to be, you know, the, the that the week has failed. The week has not failed. Just do what you can and show up for yourself as much as you can. Um, So clear, like you can go over. Doesn't need to be followed with restriction. As long as you're not going over by a thousand every day, girls. As long as you're not going over by 500 every day. If you go over by 500 every day, every day you're taking yourself out your deficit okay but if you you know go over by 200 sounds next day stay within your calls next day stay within your calls like it's not we it's not that easy to ruin everything okay um katie got shitloads of steps in and enjoyed every minute of her holiday which is what it's about so well done um Claire lost two pounds on the scales and she got her first workout done, which is amazing. Well done. Catherine got three workouts in a run and getting her steps in. So she's had a nice active week. Ashley got all workouts in. Um, she did the cardio instead of her Friday run due to the torrential rain. That rain was heavy. I'm not going to lie. I didn't go for a walk on Friday and I don't care what anyone says. Might have been lazy, but I wasn't going out. Now I will go for walks in rain, but that was bouncing down and everywhere by my arm was flooded. So here you go. Not perfect. Is it the end of the world? No. Did I go for a walk on Saturday and Sunday still? Yes. Sound. Chloe got five workouts in again. Amazing. She also did 72k steps. Um, she said it's normally easy, but by Friday she got 47k because of the weather. So she pushed to make sure she was doing more over the weekend. Um, Haley said that her biggest win is two workouts this week. So that's a win on last week because she only managed one. She said it'll be three this week. Amazing. So you're easing yourself in, you're slotting those uh, workouts into your routine gradually, which is what I massively, you know, encourage you doing. Um, workouts have been the biggest. Oh my God, where's it gone? I've just changed the shape of a cell and now it's. Uh, workouts have been the biggest thing I've struggled to stay consistent with so decided to plan two and then three for this week great ease yourself in like I said Nicola said she's had a bit of a rubbish week workout wise but she still managed to do her steps and one workout Friday night remember it's not about being perfect it's about doing what you can if you only got one workout in no worries did you do all your steps did you focus on nutrition the week's still a win okay it's only I feel like the week is only a failure if you did absolutely nothing for yourself 
There is always something that you can do. If you can't get to the gym, go for your walks. If you can't get to the gym or you're injured, do yoga. If you can't do any exercise because your kid's sick and they're glued to your hip, just focus on your nutrition and just focus on your water. Like There's always some positive things that you can do with a week, no matter how chaotic it is. And then Rachel tracked consistently and didn't stress if she went over a little bit. Amazing. She said, after listening to last week's check-in um, and realized that you can go over a little bit and under a little bit, um, and it's fine to have to do that. Amazing, yeah. I'm all about flexibility. I'm all about, like, living. Like, we don't have, you'll hear it, you've definitely heard me say this 100 million times. We don't have boring, eventless lives, and we don't want that. Like, we don't want boring, eventless lives. And, like, I remember when I used to, like, diet really aggressively. I'd be like, I wish I didn't have another night out this weekend. Or I wish my mate from work would stop asking me to go for lunch and stuff like that. And because I can't control myself when I do go into those situations. But we don't want a boring and eventless life. The answer is not to have a quiet weekend or to have a quiet life or to have a month where we don't drink or, you know, stop Tobet. It's not for me. Like dry January again not for me I don't believe in cutting anything out I believe that we need to be okay with a busy schedule and learn to manage that and I say this all the time like every weekend I'm out eating don't really drink at the moment because of the fertility thing but I would never say no really to a little drink or two um so it's we it's not that you need a quiet month or you need a quiet week. It's that you need to get better at making better decisions that are in line with your health and in line with the goals that you want for the future. You. So we need to get better at eating out and handling that. We need to get better at managing multiple social situations. We need to get better at consuming alcohol in a way that isn't going to ruin your fucking life the following day. We need to get better at handling hangovers. We need to get better at um, handling a busy week in work, working away. We need to get better at this stuff. We don't want to wish for it to not be there. This is the stuff that makes life life. Like, this is the stuff that makes life good. So don't wish for quiet weeks. Start learning how to manage them instead. Okay, let's move on to struggles. Um, Okay, so my mood slipped a little bit on Friday, and I know that that was connected to how I feel about myself in work. I need to stop comparing myself to others um, and that's the lesson. It led to a little chocolate binge, but I went for a walk and it was fine. Okay, so first thing that I will say to this is it's absolutely okay to eat your feelings, to eat your feelings sometimes. Sorry, I don't know why I've got the hiccups. Um, it's absolutely okay to eat your feelings sometimes. Like food is comforting. Chocolate in particular is something that we we like to have when we're not feeling great. So sometimes it's okay to do a little bit of emotional eating, a little bit of stress eating. I think what the important thing is that we recognize it and we're like, hmm, why did I just do that? So rather than mindlessly um, ignoring the stress, running to the cupboards, emptying the cupboards, and then just being like, oh, that was fun, or feeling bad about it even, and not really assessing why, I feel like that's a problem because you're not really assessing or figuring out or even trying to figure out the issue. Whereas if, you know, I've done this many a time, you go to the cupboard, you nail a sheer bar of chocolate, and you're like, hmm, why does it do that then? Ah, I know, feeling really stressed about this or that, or I'm feeling really emotional because of this, or this really pissed me off, or I missed a whole meal, and that's why I've just devoured that. It's reflecting on it and be like, oh, that was, that was different. I don't normally do that. What led me to that behavior? And then 
acknowledging it and thinking how can we kind of address that so if it's emotions if it's stress it's not going to go away until you decide to um process it okay so I know this like for the first year of trying to have a baby I didn't tell anybody um and I was not a well person and like you can't bottle up emotion like that you cannot bottle up stress like that eventually it all spills out and it did spill out into every area of my life into my relationships um and it was only when I started talking about it to like my friends my family you guys that it's it's now it's I'm processing it the trauma is no longer there because it's like it's it's I'm going through it rather than just suppressing it and annoying and and annoying it suppressing it and ignoring it um so we need to like you know if uh, something that I do is like journaling if I have a meltdown I'm journaling on it if I'm having a difficult day where I can't switch my mind off and my mind's racing my thoughts are, thoughts are going around the bend I'm journaling on it what am I actually feeling what is the problem right now um, try and do a bit of problem solving if there's nothing that I can do about it try and do a bit of like mindfulness and yoga and just be basically like acceptance of what's going on um when it comes to work and running your own business which this person does we have to remember that your business is not attached to your self-worth as a person and we have to we have to detach how well the business is doing to how well we think of ourselves as a person because it's such a slippery slope again something that I have definitely done in the past is like you know if this isn't going right if the business isn't going right then I'm a failure there's something wrong with me you know I'm doing something wrong and it's easy to blame yourself and feel shit about yourself but it's not, it, you and your business are two different things. I know we feel very connected to our businesses. You know, I am my brand and I'm like the face of it. And, you know, you you guys all see me and I'm the person creating it all. But you don't, you uh, that's not actually me. Yeah, I am a separate person. I have a life outside of this business, um, which it took me a little while to, to get the hang of. Um, and I used to, sit all night worrying about work all weekends sitting on my laptop not really being productive just working for the sake of working and it doesn't help so make sure you've got clear boundaries with yourself with your laptop have a separate office to where you live and um, give separate not not as in a separate location but a different room and um, don't work from bed maybe don't watch telly while you're working have weekends off and you'll find, like I know I found once I started having more time off and being okay with, right, I'm having this day off every single week. Um, so on a Saturday, you will never really see me log on and I'll very rarely do anything unless there's something immediately needs doing. But a Sunday morning, I always do because I enjoy that. But that boundary made a huge difference to my life, to my relationships, to to how I feel. Um, and you have to remember that you're a different entity to your business, even though it feels very interconnected and it feels very personal. Um, business is not personal, okay? And we have to try and make sure that we are separating ourselves and our lives and find joy outside the business because when you start working for yourself, you get so excited by like it's building the people you're working with and you're so enthusiastic about it. And I still am enthusiastic about it to the point where I have to force boundaries and force time off. We have to do that. We have to force the boundaries and force the time off because we need to also do things that we enjoy and the things that we did before we had the businesses, okay? Because your business is not your hobby. Um, you need to find other things, other other hobbies that distract yourself and calm yourself down and 
switch off a little bit. So just because business is going is challenging at times doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Try and disconnect um you and your business and see them as two separate things and take time off if you are feeling particularly overwhelmed. Um with the when it comes to the emotional eating and stuff, it's okay to do. Um and we just need to make sure that we recognize the reasons for it, which you have, and maybe see if there's anything that you can do moving forward. So the using the pause, journaling before you go to the chocolate cupboard, um, those types of things, going for a walk instead of going to the chocolate cupboard. But like I said, I do this, like I I think everybody at sometimes does, you know, you know, like if you have a particularly difficult day, you know, there's been days in business that I've found really, really hard and have wanted to just pack it all in. I know I emotionally at then. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes you will. Um, okay. Next struggle is, now this, I really want to talk about this because I don't think that anyone has kind of brought this up before. I got a bit disheartened when I took progress pictures. I have been on program for two months and nearly lost, um, and nearly lost a stone on the scales. So it's basically a stone on the scales. And I thought I would see more difference in my progress photos but I had to work with myself and I've probably only done six workouts in the whole time. And I focus my energy time on nutrition, sleep and steps. So I'm not surprised it wasn't much difference. Stop there a second. Actually, let me read the full thing out. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't ready to go on, on my rant yet. Um, plus, it probably takes longer to notice in photos. I just felt a bit sad because I had been strutting around in underwear thinking I looked boss. But then when I took pics, when I looked at pictures, I felt like a blob. Had a way of myself and told myself to be quiet and focus on how much better I feel in myself. This is big, okay, because I... So just the six workouts, I think that that's irrelevant, okay? I think that that's irrelevant. You will see there is, there is no doubt in my mind there is physical changes in your body um, because you've lost a stone, okay? There's no way that there is absolutely no physical change in their body. There is. But part of the reason I don't like progress pictures is because of stuff like this. You said that you were bouncing around in your underwear feeling great. And it's similar, like stepping on the scales. Imagine putting on an outfit and feeling like an absolute 10 you feel boss. You're like, wow, all this hard work is paying off. I feel like I've got a little bit of definition. I'm feeling great. This is looser than the last time I wore it. You feel amazing. But then you stepped on the scales and it told you that you'd gained a pound or two pounds. And then that ruins your whole mood and it takes away the full confidence. Sometimes progress pictures do this as well. And I don't use progress pictures because I just feel like they can be so easily manipulated. And... I don't, I, I like people to take progress pictures because I want them to see their progress and I do often look at them. But um, I don't think it's the best way to see progress. There, I said it. I don't, because pictures can be manipulated. You might be in a different angle. You might have had a spotlight on you because it's darker in the mornings now. Um, whereas when you took it eight weeks ago, it was lighter. So you had the natural light on you. That can affect how you look. So lighting can affect how you look. The type of underwear that you had on, the angle of the camera, um, the room that you were in, um, whether you like the darkness and stuff. Like there's so many things that can affect it, whether you had eaten, whether it was morning or night. There's loads of things that can affect it, okay? But you've lost a stone, nearly. 
do not undermine that. You were bouncing around in your underwear feeling great. Why would you let a photo piss you off? Remember, we're the ones who see ourselves in real life. Yeah, this is real life. Photos show you a different, you know, they they do a good job at taking a, taking a picture and we can see roughly what's going on, but you can't see angles. You can't see real life. It's not the same. I feel confident now, even though I'm, I'm steadily gaining weight. So I'm literally at the heaviest, one of the heaviest I've ever been, but I still feel confident in my underwear, in my clothes. I still feel confident because I just feel like it's, it's something that I'm owning, okay? And you have to own your confidence. If someone took a picture of me, stood in my nudies, stood just like with my arms by my side, standing in an unflattering position, I'd fucking hate that as well. I would hate that as well. The most confident person in the world or those Instagram influencers who, they're probably not confident, but like people who you think, oh my God, absolute body goals, if they stand with their arms by the side, not a scrap of makeup on, just got out of bed, underwear on, not posing, not t- not cocking a hip, not putting the hands on the waist, whatever the, fo- the pose is, they'll feel like shit too. The amount of girls who have told me that they have cried over their progress pictures makes me sad, yeah? So, but I don't force it on, anyway, on anyone. I think it's good that people take them, but I don't force them on people because... I think that you can feel amazing in your skin and you can feel amazing in your clothes and you can see and feel aesthetic changes, but photos don't always show you that. Just like the scales don't always show you. I think measurements and how you feel in your clothes and in your skin is is the best way. And I think that that's hard to this, why I don't use progress photos because I think people think that when you lose a stone or when you lose a few pounds, you're going to look wildly different and they cry when they don't and then they lose motivation and they lose motiv- momentum. Um, it's not all about the photos, right? You you'll look, you will look, di- there's no way you've lost a fucking stone and you don't look different. Please try and tell me that your clothes don't feel different. You were just saying you were bouncing around feeling confident in your underwear. You continue to bounce around to feel confident in your underwear because you deserve that because you show up for yourself and your health in an amazing way. And okay, you might've only done six workouts in eight weeks, but you've smashed your nutrition. You've smashed your walks. You've done great. Okay, it's not because you haven't done the workouts. That's not why your body's not changed. Your body has changed. It's just that photos sometimes do not show at all. Like I said, lighting. You know, I've got clients who work one to one with, and they regularly take photos. If they took their before photo in the summer, first thing in the morning, they take their after photo in the winter, first thing in the morning. Even if it's the same time, the lighting is totally different. So you see different stuff. Angles might be different. The fellas might take it a different angle every time. If photos really can be manipulated. Um, so don't let it get you. The scales and the photos, they are just ways to measure progress. They're not something to get upset about, especially if you feel proud of all of the work and all of the effort that you put in. And especially if you felt confident and you felt good before that. Okay, like that makes me sad that you felt upset when you looked at your photos, when you felt so confident and you felt great before that, like that, that's frustrating for me to hear. But I also understand it because I feel great. But if you took a photo of me, you just stood, you know, square on, just like normal posture, I'd feel fucking vile as well. No one likes to see themselves like that. So 
moral of the story is photos are helpful. Yeah, they they do help you see progress. And I'm sure if I went through your progress photos, I'd be able to see your progress. There's no doubt. It's just that when we see photos of ourselves, we criticize and nitpick and we focus on the areas that we do not like. So for example, you might have lost loads of weight off your arms and your legs and we're seeing little bits of muscle definition, but you might only be looking at your stomach for example, or your chest or your face or whatever. Like we only, we zero in, we really focus on the areas we don't like. And I know that I've done that. Like I've had, for, when, I, when I used to do like, like take my own progress photos, which I don't do anymore. But when I used to do that, I'd be like, there was, when I look back at them now, I'm like, fucking hell, you're lean, you girl. But when I look, when I, when it was back then, I was focusing on the stuff that hadn't changed. I wasn't focusing on the six pack bursting out my stomach. I was focusing on, oh, my thighs, my thighs aren't lean. Oh, my bums, my bums still saggy. You're focusing on the stuff that you dislike the most. We zero in on those things. We We criticize those things more. So your photos, when you take them, if you want me to put them next to each other so that you can see the changes, because I can like zoom in and out and make fix them all and stuff. So it's all even then I'm happy to help you do that. But don't sit and nitpick um, and don't just look at them on their own. Look at them next to what you, what you, what the other, next to the first one. Can't fucking talk. Am I all right? No. Um, so that made me upset, but just keep going is what I want to say. Don't focus your energy on like what's still, what you're not still happy with. Focus on all of the good shit that you've been doing. You've done so much over the last week, uh, last eight weeks. Um, you've nearly lost a stone, right? Unbelievable progress. It doesn't happen by accident. You really have worked hard. Celebrate that. Carry on strutting around in your underwear. You do look boss. You you do deserve to feel confident. So so keep that going. You are not a blob at all. It will be the angle. It will be that you're fixating on an area of your body that you don't like. Progress photos, like I say, are really helpful, but only if you don't nitpick at them and only if you really can look at them and be like, ah, yeah, I can see some progress. And what you have to remember as well is your body is still your body. We're not going to get an absolutely enormous transformation without doing things in really, really aggressive, in that space of time, like eight weeks, doing things in a really aggressive, unfun, unenjoyable, hellish way. Yeah? So we have to kind of like, be realistic with it with everything as well. Eight weeks is not that long. And I'm sure I'm actually gonna look at your photos in a bit and probably drop you a message. Um okay, next one is um I'm struggling to make sure that I have a breakfast. It's something that I find really hard sometimes. Either I haven't prepared for it or I don't feel hungry. Um the the not feeling hungry thing, I'm totally down with that. Um fully understand that. I um I think what it is with me is I'll wake up, I'll have my coffee and then I'm like, right, let's go for the day. So whereas now I've been having my breakfast literally five in the morning, which is just hard graft. I'm not going to lie. Um, so what we have to kind of like get into the routine. I mean, it's okay to not have your breakfast straight away as soon as you wake up. Can you move your breakfast along a little bit? What about having it at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock or 10 o'clock even? Um, 
And don't overcomplicate breakfast. Like, what do you need to prep realistically? It's easy to put porridge in the microwave and then put some protein powder in. It's easy to even scramble eggs, like, in the pan. Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> don't know why I said it like that. Um, It's easy to just get an Arla yogurt or phage yogurt out the fridge and then just get a spoon and eat it. Top, some, top it up with granola or fruit or something. So don't overcomplicate the prepping. I'm not... You know I'm not a prep gal. Can't remember the last time I prepped anything. Couldn't think of anything worse than spending time prepping food into Tupperware. Um, I just eat leftovers, or if it's a breakfast, if it's mind you, I do cook loads of chicken sausages in one go so that they're in the fridge so I can just eat, eat, nail them. Um, that's the only thing I prep, or I have leftovers or something. But breakfast wise, I would say because you did ask the question as well. Um, any easy, quick breakfast suggestions that you don't have to prep? So high protein yogurt, um, uh, with granola. So all, all epavogs here. I'm going one second. Sorry, girls. Um, she's the absolute drama queen. That dog, you know, shrieks her head off anytime. Anyone knocks on the door. Anyway, um, so high protein yogurts, Arla, Kavag, Skia, um, Aldi Zone, um, Phage, 0%, Phage, 5%, um, and then Aldi Zone, Greek yogurt. All great sources of protein that you don't need to do anything with other than just sprinkle some granola on top or sprinkle some fruit and granola on top. Easy. Something that so many of my clients have Every single day for their breakfast, you can get different flavors. You can even get those pouches where it's literally like, I want to say a frube, but it's not like a frube. It's more like a Capri Sun of yogurt. <laughs> um, so there's even things like that. So there's there's them. Like that's the easiest option. Um, I used to I used to not like yogurt at all, but like oh, what a shit thing to eat. And now now I love it. It's one of them things that if you keep eating, eventually you'll learn to love it. Like you you do just your palate changes. Um, so I would say yogurt, uh, protein porridge. So you can get from Applied Nutrition. Um, you can actually get pots of instant protein porridge. They've got twenty grams of protein in. Um, and you will get discounts with my code. So if you want to know that, just drop a little message in the group chat. Actually, HB30, if you remember that. Um, you can use that code to get 30% off. So Applied Nutrition's are 20 grams of protein per pot. Loads of the girls in the gym have them as well because you just put, pour the kettle in, put the lid, mix it up, put the lid on, drive to work and eat it when they get to work or something like that. Um, but Aldi also do their own version of protein porridge. However, I will say there isn't as much protein in them, although there is some protein in, so it's better than nothing. Um, or you can make your own protein porridge. So it's literally putting oats and water in a microwave, put a little bit extra liquid in, throw in some protein powder, mix it in, easy, okay? Smoothies, I used to make a smoothie every morning. Um, again, you could use protein powder, you could use collagen powder, you could use yogurt in it. Um, really, really easy things to throw together. Um, like I said before, scrambled eggs is really quick, only takes two minutes, but then you've got a dirty pan, which I'm not a fan of, and I don't like eggs anyway. So um, and what else could you have? You could prep things like chicken sausages. Um, it depends how much time you've got, but you could have bacon, you could have turkey bacon, you could make an omelette. All sorts of things, but I think y your question was, what are quick and easy things? And I reckon that yogurt is probably the easiest thing for you to have. And remember, you can make that nice, like 
I actually don't like flavored yogurts. I'll have, and I used to hate plain, but now I'll, now I'll have plain and put squeezy peanut butter or squeezy honey over, and I'll love it. If you have the right toppings, it's amazing. And it only takes you two minutes. No excuses. Okay. Um, also, one thing that I will say is if you get into the routine of eating breakfast, you will find that you start craving breakfast. Our bodies are so clever, yeah? And we determine the routine. We tell our body when we're getting up every day, when we're eating every day. And if we get up at different times every day, and if we eat at different times every day, our body doesn't know whether the fuck it's coming or going, okay? So we want to try and be like routine with what we're doing. There's a reason why on a Saturday and Sunday morning, my eyes just ping open at five, half five in the morning because it's so ingrained into my routine. Um, And so you kind of want to be like that. And I know you don't have to get out of bed at five in the morning, but like if you wake up at seven o'clock every morning for work, get up at seven o'clock every morning. Don't snooze until half seven. Don't snooze until quarter to eight. Don't try and get the next train. Don't go into work later. Get up at the same time each day. Eat your meals at the same time each day. You'll start feeling that you feel a little bit peckish towards that time. Um, And it's good for your digestion. It's good for your body to know what's coming next. We are creatures of habit. We are creatures of routine. Um, And you're the one who dictates that routine. So I would really, and it makes it easier as well for you if you're busy. I would really encourage you to find a routine and stick to it and be like regimented with it. At first, it'll take effort to make that happen. But eventually it'll just be like, oh, it's eight o'clock and my stomach's rumbling. It's brekkie time. Or, you know, it's um, getting to one o'clock and, and, you know, it's your lunchtime. Just try and be uh, regimented with your food. It's like try not to have your tea at five o'clock one day and eight o'clock the next day. Try and find a happy medium. Um, obviously I know for some people that that's not always possible I get it if you work shifts if you have kids who are doing all sorts of different things and they have you out of the house and that I do totally get it but I think getting up at the morning having breakfast having lunch they could be done at the same time realistically each day okay um, right okay this is a this is a meaty one so I am in a bit of a rut I feel my workouts whilst having been having done them are not as effective. And I am feeling like I am losing strength, which is really frustration, re- really frustrating. So this person's got an injury. So you have to work around your injury. We have to acknowledge that if we do have an injury somewhere, that area is going to get weaker. So for example, if you have an injury on your ankle and you can't lunge, you can't squat, you can't leg press, for example, those things are going to get weaker. Okay. Um, and that's unfortunately just something that we have to work with. I, when I used to do Olympic lifting, I did a snatch, which really injured my uh, psoas, which is a deep core muscle that goes into your, into your core, into your hip. And I had to lift my, physically lift my leg up to go anywhere. It was bad. And I couldn't squat for, I can't remember whether it was eight to 12 weeks. I think it was about 12 weeks that I didn't squat for lost my strength with squatting, lost my strength with lunging. I could deadlift and I could hip thrust, so those things were okay, but I lost my strength on squat, and I've actually never really got back to what I had got to, um, ju- just just purely because it's not been the main focus. So sometimes it happens, and the most important thing is to look after the injury. I think what matters most is that you are showing up and doing your workouts and doing what you can. 
And let's not focus on what you can't do. And instead, let's focus on what you can do. So if your injury is on your lower body, for example, what can we work on? What can we focus on? Let's try and get some bench press PBs, try and get some pull-ups in. Um, let's work on that upper body strength. Um, if there is any lower body exercises that you could do, for example, if an RDL isn't off the cards, do an RDL, can you still carry on getting strong? So I really focused on hip thrusts and really focused on deadlifts at that time. And my squats were out, but those things still got better. My upper body still got better. So avoid the things that you shouldn't be doing, except you're going to get weaker on them, but really focus in on the things that you can do and use them to, to drive you. Um, you're still showing up and doing them, which is great, but just try not to get frustrated. Injury is an injury. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, unfortunately, they do come up and there's sometimes we can't avoid them. Um, so we need to make sure that we are focusing on what we can do rather than getting pissed off with what we can't do because realistically, is that going to help or benefit the situation? All it's doing is getting you pissed off and getting you frustrated. If you can just be like, oh, well, you know, is what it is. Like, I, I don't know how many times in a day I say it is what it is because it's just like, it is what it is. What can I focus on? What can I do? What can I um do well? The next part is nutrition is awful. I have not been tracking. I'm overindulging on sweets and desserts. Even I know all the tricks and pauses. It seems really hard to stick to it. No making any progress. Okay. What I would say to this is regroup, reassess. Yeah, sit down with a journal and think about how, so answer these questions. How do I feel right now? What do, where do I want to be in six months? And that could be, I want to do a pull-up. It could be, I want to lose a stone. It could be, I want to be able to run 5K or 10K or whatever. You know what I mean? Like set yourself some in six months. I want to be, I want to. So set yourself some, like get clear on what you actually want to achieve, but also have a why to all of those things. So I want to lose a stone. Why though? Not because, oh, because I feel like I should. Oh, because that would make it, uh, that would mean that I would feel confident wearing whatever. Or that would mean that I fit into the clothes I had last year. Or that would mean, you know, that it would be easier for me to run. Or that would be mean that it would be easier for me to get me pull-ups. Like, whatever it is. Um, so I would have a little regroup. How do I feel right now? What am I frustrated with? What behaviors am I doing right now that do not feel good? What do I want to, where do I want to be in six months? In my, envision the future you visualize the future you is what I should have said visualize the future you think about the future you in six months where do you want it to be what do you want it to be doing and then start showing up as a start doing the things that you know you need to do to get to that but I would journal and about I would journal about this you're like question do you really want to lose weight well if you do why are you behaving in this way why are you making these choices um remember that you have just got back from a holiday so sometimes it's hard to get going again after a holiday but you will pick it back up again. Um, it's hard when you have phases like this and we all have them. It is hard, but you're the only person who can pull yourself out of it. You're the only person who can pull yourself out of it. You're the only person who can start saying no to the sweets and the cake. You're the only person who can start executing that willpower that you do have and start like strengthening it again. So set some goals, get clear on what you want and then start showing up. That is literally all I can say to you. 
it would be amazing if I would be able to knock on everyone's door and drag them out of bed in the morning and remind them of what they want to do and like, you know, convince them each day of what it is they want to do and why they want to do it. But you've got to do that for yourself. Every morning I sit there with my coffee and I say, what would make today a success? So I don't sit on my phone in the mornings. And this has only come from me being lacking in discipline and me not showing up for myself and me not showing up for my business. So I sit there in the mornings, I'm like, what would make today a success? And that kind of keeps me, if I do this, if I do this, and I'll do that. And that keeps me doing my non-negotiables. So right now, obviously my focus is fertility. My focus is gaining weight. So when I'm sitting there thinking, what would make this day a success? It's obviously doing all of the work things that I've got, got on for that day, but it's making sure that you eat at regular intervals, making sure you've got that lunch, making sure that you don't nail the chocolate bar and skip a meal, making sure that you go for that walk, making sure you do that yoga, making sure that if you do feel stressed, you do, you are mindful and you do some meditation. Um, so everybody's got different goals and everyone, everyone's got different things that will make each day a success. So give yourself five minutes in the morning to sit there, to remind yourself what is the ultimate goal, where are you trying to get to, know that it is possible and kind of, set your intentions for each day. I know that sounds really cheesy. Um, and I, I during lockdown, I was jailing every morning and that was actually a really good way of doing this. But I don't do it in a jail anymore. I literally just sit, hugging me cup of coffee, just pondering on the day, what is going to make this success? What What is going to make this day a success? And then just show up and do those things, okay? Um, I would really think about maybe taking off those habits on the app and like just trying to just giving yourself, giving your head a little bit of a wobble and being like, I'm not feeling good. These behaviors and these habits that I've had over the last few weeks are not helping me feel good. I don't feel good. So if I want to feel good, these things need to change. If I want to feel good, I need to start feeding myself better food. If I want to feel good, I need to learn. I need to stop saying yes to the sweets all the time. I need to stop buying them. I need to plan my meals. I need to be more organized. And remember as well, like this person, you're you're a coach. You have to lead by example. If you're helping people with their nutrition, you're helping people with their habits. If you're advising people to show up for themselves and show up for their goals, you need to lead by example. And when I went through that really difficult patch, um, a, a couple of years ago when no one knew I was trying to have a baby, that was what I wasn't doing. And that was what et at me because I wasn't taking, I was feeling stressed and I wasn't showing up for myself. And I was trying to coach other people when I wasn't showing up for myself and it wasn't coming across so authentic and it didn't work. It didn't all align. So we need to make sure that we are showing up. You might feel bad about it because you are, te- you are advising people to do better, but you're not doing the best for yourself that you can. And that doesn't feel good. It feels disconnected. So start showing up as that person you want to be and you will become it. This is easy to fix. All it takes is for you to pull yourself out that rut. It's easy to fix. It just takes action. Remember, we just start taking action. We just start doing the thing. Even if we don't feel like doing it, we just do the fucking thing. 
Um, okay, sorry, I'm in a rambly. There's not that much to go through now anyway, but I'm in a rambly one today, aren't I? Um, okay, next one, protein. I didn't hit 100 grams on most days. I know why. I was eating a low-protein breakfast because I was having, I was craving crunchy nuts, cornflakes. I know what to do this week. Have an overnight oats instead. Okay, here is a fix for you. This might help. How about having crunchy nut cornflakes with a protein shake poured over? So if you get vanilla protein powder and you mix that up into your milk, it'd be amazing in milk. Oh my God, that would be fucking amazing. I want that now, but I can't. Um, if you if you mix vanilla protein powder, even if you got like an ISO XP, so it's, so it's like lowering calories, like 89 calories. If you got like an ISO XP from Applied Nutrition, um, you could, or, or any way isolate, which is vanilla, and you mix that into milk, pour it over your cornflakes, heavy. And that is another high-protein, easy breakfast for all of you. One thing that I will say about your crunchy nuts is just make sure you're weighing it because a 30-gram bowl of crunchy nut is a really sad, sad thing. Um, and obviously, it's it's got a lot of sugar in. I'm not going to tell you not to eat it because I don't tell you to not eat anything. Um, but just be mindful of the calories and the sugar that that is in it. Um, and we do want to be having protein at breakfast because it helps manage blood sugar and helps manage energy levels. So we do want to make sure that we are having protein. So don't stop having the crunchy nut. Just have it. Have yogurt with crunchy nut top, crunchy nut poured over um, or have it with a protein sheet. Okie dokie. Right. Only got a couple of questions, girls. So won't be, won't be long. Um, quick brekkie one I've already done. This is a good question i did answer this in the group but i'll but i'll answer it here for anyone who missed it the gym workouts on the confidence club program and on the ignite program actually you get you get two options you can either do upper lower glutes and upper and that's if you can do four workouts a week and you like a split body program but if you can only do three workouts a week you need to do the full body workouts okay so it used to be just full body. That used to be the program. Three full body a week. That's what everybody did. But I wanted to add more variety, especially for those of you who have been a part of the community for like two years. I wanted to add in that option to do split body because I was doing it at the time. I really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to give you some more, basically. Um, but it's basically two separate programs. They're not really meant to be interlinked. You could interlink them. Say, for example, you did a lower and you did an upper and you're like, shit, I've only got time for one more workout. You could do one of the full body ones, but you'd have to choose the full body one depending on what your lower body one was. So just to avoid all of the complicatedness, <laughs> not that that's a word, I would stick to either split body or full body. Split body is one program. Full body is another program. If I could deliver it in a better way within the app I would and if that opportunity ever does come up I will okay um so yeah either or try not to mingle them in if you do need to mingle them together get in touch with me and I can tell you like uh, which ones to maybe do based on what you've already done okay this is a good question too and I found myself kind of like sitting here thinking because I have been asked this before Found myself kind of sitting here thinking, hmm, why do you do this? So, 
completely out of curiosity, but why do we never really do biceps or triceps in the gym workouts? Is there a reason for this? Only because I enjoy bicep, tricep, hammer curls, skull crushers, 21s, etc. So we do do bits of triceps. So you might see like tricep push downs, tricep extensions, tricep dips, but you've got me. I never put biceps in. Um, and honestly, I'm struggling to ex- I'm struggling to explain a reason. Like it is beneficial to isolate. I think it's beneficial to isolate most of your muscles. But my programming, you will notice, is very much built around being quick and effective. Um, and also like the biggest bang for your buck. So I focus on compound exercises. Now, compound exercises are basically your big movements, like they're multi-joint exercises. So think squat. So if I was going to do a compound, I think I'm freezing. Now, if I was going to do a compound leg exercise, that would be a squat, a deadlift, um, a hip thrust. If I was going to do a compound I, if I was going to do a lower body isolation exercise, it would be a hamstring curl or a quad extension or like a um glute bridge kind of like a, just like a quarter rep. So I very rarely even program hamstring curl and quad extension unless you're like a one-to-one client and there's a reason for me doing that. Um, And that is mainly because... I'm focusing on the compounds and I'm trying to get you in the gym, out the gym with the most effective movements. And the same goes for the upper body, okay? And the upper body is smaller muscles. So rather than you spending loads of time doing loads of biceps, we just do chin-ups, we do lat pull-downs, we do shitloads of rowing because they get the back and the biceps. Now, I do think it is good to isolate muscles. And if you do want to isolate your biceps, by all means, you can go for it but I have got really good biceps, not that I can show you right now because, but I've got proper biceps and I never isolate my biceps. I've got thick quads and I never isolate my quads. I've got triceps that pop out my arms, never, never isolate my triceps. So I don't think that it is absolutely essential to be isolating them a lot, but there's no harm in doing it. And if you want to particularly focus on that area, by all means, add in bicep curls. And like, maybe I will think about incorporating more of this stuff moving forward. I think it's just that I'm like, these are busy women. Let's get them in. Let's get them out. Let's do the exercises that have the biggest bang for the book. You will see me isolate shoulders. So we do do um, lateral raises pretty much every week, every program. Reason being is like that kind of capped shoulder look is hard to get without those um without those lateral raises now i've trained obviously i've trained girls for six years now and isolating the biceps and triceps and even isolating the quads and the hamstrings it's not something that i um routinely do for most people it's just something that i might do depending so for example i have a client who is struggling with a certain um basically bit of a certain injury around the elbow. So we are specifically doing bicep curls to strengthen that area for her specific needs. Um, I've got a client who has a knee issue. And so we are specifically strengthening the quad, isolating the quad with quad extensions. So <clears throat> there's methods to me madness. There's reasons for it. Um, but the reason that I don't really program, and it program is that I don't really see them as essential. 
And I kind of want you to just be in and out the gym and spending as little time as possible in there because I know that you're busy. Having said that, there is absolutely no harm in you adding in biceps and triceps to your program. And I'll take the feedback on board that it's something that you want to see. And I might start adding it in because it's not going to do anyone any harm. Um, And yeah, and if you want to do it, we can do it. So yeah. I'm here for you girls at the end of the day. If you want something, I'll always think about adding it. Right. One thing that I wanted to do today is just to remind you all of the one thing that you said, well, not all of you, remind a few of you, of the one thing that you said you will commit to doing this coming week to help you get closer to your goals. So Claire Howarth has said she's going to get two workouts in. Robin has said she's going to stick to her plan. Katie Squires, Mrs. Squires, recently married, is getting three workouts in as well as her steps. Claire Folks is getting in her tracking and she's going to stay organized with her nutrition because the kids are off school. Catherine has done a meal plan and she's going to do her own strength sessions, um, which includes her rehab. She said that she is also going to get three regular meals in each day and she's not going to leave it too late and miss meals. Ashley is going to get her steps in. Chloe is going to get five workouts and 100 grams of protein every day because she's going to have a protein shake with a crunching up cornflakes. Hayley is going to stick to her boundaries and work and she's not going to mess up the plan or a routine for a week. She's going to get them three workouts in. Nicola's going to continue to focus on food and she is also going to get her three workouts in. And Rachel is going to track and get her steps in. Girls, I want to see all of those things as your wins next week. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you all very much for checking in. If you didn't check in, I want to see one next week. I'm missing loads and loads of names. So let's go. Enjoy your week. Bye.